the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Well, folks, good morning. It is uh, John DePietro on this election eve. My goodness, we've made it to November. We're into daylight savings, and now tomorrow is the election. And this portion of the John DePietro Show on this election eve, as we kick things off, is brought to you by Henry Oil. Make the switch today. Call them, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred or online at henryoil.com. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Make the switch serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass to Henry Oil. 401-521-0200. They have automatic delivery, lock and cap pricing, uh, service contracts, budget plans, oil burner service and installation. Henry Oil. Since 1947, a family tradition. 401-521-0200 or online at henryoil.com. Well, folks, President Trump is making just a tremendous sprint to the finish. I also have to, I give so much credit to so many of the Trump loyalists, Trump supporters. Folks, the enthusiasm is at an all-time high. I think the president is pumped. I think his supporters are going to get out and vote. I think if, um, you know, this, uh, this surge at the end, there's been so much early voting that I don't like. But I can't help but laugh of yesterday. There was a huge Trump parade caravan in Rhode Island. And over the weekend, that whole situation where the the MAGA convoy ran a Biden bus out of the Texas town. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I mean, I don't want anyone to get injured, but I I just can't stop laughing over the whole thing just because uh, the the, uh, president's people, the the Trump people are just so enthusiastic. The president has now pulled way ahead in Iowa. There is a path to victory. And I'm noticing, I think that 
if you see, this is why they wanted the early voting and they were trying to just push this election through. The president is surging right now. And I hate to say, I, I wish the president had just a couple more days with this type of momentum. And folks, we can just hope that in the battleground states in Pennsylvania, that they're getting the vote out, that uh, some of the independent voters, remember, it's going to be the independent voters. It has nothing to do, unfortunately, with you know the Trump people. I think the Trump people are going to vote. But I get concerned with the number of people that have already voted and the number of people have already voted. And as many of you know, just some of the folks, the illegal voting, the voting that's going on right now with all these different people. I mean, this is it. The president is down to the wire, but he certainly has a path to victory. I feel better. You know, it's an unknown and it's tough not being in a battleground state. We we don't know what's going to happen. I Some of you saying it's a landslide. It's not a it's not a landslide. These key states, the president needs to hold on to. I want to remind people now, keep in mind, watch the path where the president is today. Their internal polling tells them where they need to be in order to hold on to this. And it's North Carolina, right? It's Georgia, it's Florida, it's Pennsylvania, it's Michigan. Those are five key states. It would seem that the president has... Iowa, and then we don't know about Wisconsin. Uh, the Trump people have to feel good about being able to pull out Texas and Arizona and ideally Florida. So if the president does that, this is really coming down to Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. And the president is doing a lot there, but they have big get out the vote there. So it's going to be a tight election. We are going to be, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live tomorrow night. And then we'll also follow, obviously, folks, the big local elections. This Woonsocket race, I think it's too close to call. We'll see who gets the, for the mayoral, we'll see who gets their, uh, the turnout out. Uh, I also think, I think President Trump is going to do better than he did in 2016. Um, I'm looking to see, what what am I looking for? For President Trump in Rhode Island, I want to see if he can make any inroads in the East Bay, but I really want to see if he can win Cranston and Warwick. This would be big if President Trump could win uh, Warwick. I think there's a very good shot he could win Cranston, where there's a, a good Republican wave, uh, mayoral contest as well. I don't know why the Republican Party doesn't have a Republican candidate for Mayor Warwick. I, that I don't know enough about. Uh, I think it would have helped the president's chances if they did, but they don't. I'm anxious to see whether or not President Trump wins Cranston and Warwick. If he does, that's good, bodes well for the party. Again, folks, two cities that really hurt President Trump in Rhode Island that I think are going to surprise Trump of the, some of the Trump faithful are Providence and Pawtucket, just because the vote total is so huge and it's such an overwhelming lopsided victory for the president. Hey, I want to remind you, this is good weather. If you're going to have some paving done, remember our friends at J Perry paving, they provide high, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, free estimates, letter J, J Perry paving. Look for them online. Also on Facebook. Again, they'll give you a free estimate, residential, commercial seal coding, 401-732-1730. Get your driveway paved. J Perry paving. If you have a cracked driveway, needs to be refreshed, hey, benefits of asphalt paving. Get the blacktop down. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, and asphalt can be recycled and reused. J, letter J, J Perry Paving. Call them 401-732-1730. 
and uh, look for them on Facebook as well. And again, it's J, letter J, J, PerryPaving.com. It's John DePietro. We have Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Folks, it's Election Eve. Leave it right here. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, OceanStateCard.com. It is our friend, Justin Katz. <clears throat> and Justin, as much as we are going to talk about the election, election uh, and what we both of us see some things that could be happening, I want to start off that uh, the other major story and it does have to do with politics is obviously governor mundo and the governor saying that she believes we are in a second wave of the pandemic and announcing some restrictions last week um some of it uh, i I, some of it i i believe they're they're counting on contract tracing 
And this is where Dr. Scott gets involved in that there's a lot of pushback about some of the new restrictions going in. And, and it seems to focus on, you know, like parents attending sporting events or, or things like that. So I want to start off our segment hearing some of your thoughts on some of these new restrictions and also cutting down the number of people and, and so forth with, with the governor. Well, I think the... The basics, the, the basic analysis of all this is, and the governor's almost pretty much admitted it. She does, she really does not have the authority to go after people where this is happening. So she can threaten, we're going to fine you five hundred dollars per guest in your house over ten people. But I, I don't think that that's going to stand up to constitutional muster. And in fact, if I mean, she said she tripled state police patrols over the weekend. If we he start hearing about state police busting up children's birthday parties and sleepovers and, and charging parents $2,000 because there were 14 kids there instead of 10, I think you're, she'll lose control very quickly. So I think what's happening here is she's, she's trying to leverage where the state actually has some influence. So if they threaten a business, we're going to take away your license if you have too big of a, an event. Um, if she threatens schools, we'll close you down. If she threatens sports leagues, we'll close you down. Even if that proved unconstitutional, you're still putting the business out of business while they fight it in court. Uh, so I, I think she's relying on that. And she's, she's pretty much said, you know, we, it, the problem is, is these small person-to-person interactions. Um, so we're going to, after uh, businesses and such to, to really teach people a lesson basically. Uh, so I think that's where we are. It's just, it's, it's an influence kind of operation. Uh, and she's, she's calling it the law. In fact, she said the law is now 10, like a decree. Um, but it's, it's really about just pressuring people and, and sort of like a, the way a mom, a mother might, you know, impose rules and guilt chips and such around for their kids to try to control what they do. I think that's the kind of government we're getting now. And now some people might appreciate that and think it's the best she can do. Some people bristle against it like I do, but fundamentally it's not within the scopes, the scope of emergency powers. Uh, And you, those are meant for, here's a direct problem and we're going to deal with it directly. You can't go over there because there's nuclear waste. You know, that's a direct problem. You can't then say, all right, nobody can use their microwaves on the other side of the state because I'm teaching you a lesson about nuclear power. Uh, That's basically what we're getting here. And it really, to me, puts the spotlight back on a general assembly and their complete and utter failure to offer any kind of check in all this. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the other part of that is there's, there's no one pushing back as much as maybe the Republican caucus and the Republican party could send out a press release or question some of it. Let's, let's face it. There's no real pushback. Do you also think that in some way there was uh, some teen party, I believe it was in Bristol or somebody lived in Middletown then they lived in Bristol, but Boy, they really seem to be making an example out of them because of the number of cases that are coming out of that that party that was held. Yeah, I think that's the one. There were twelve confirmed cases. Which, <laughs> if you're calling, if we're calling a party with twelve confirmed cases, cases, mind you, not not necessarily any symptoms whatsoever, but cases. Right. If, if twelve confirmed cases is a super spreader, I, the way I put it online is that I think we're being played because that's not a super spreader. Uh, super spreader is hundreds or thousands of people spreading throughout the world. Um, but that's that's another way that I don't know. 
maybe I'm unique in this, but another way the governor's kind of messaging on all of this turns me off for sure. Just the, not only that party, but, oh, we had one child sleepover party where we had this many cases and we had one birthday party. I mean, it really is creepy. <laughs> She's out there saying we trace people to their sleepover parties and their birthday parties and they're the problem. I mean, she's only one step away from naming the people so they can be shamed. It's, and that's really, to me, disturbing. So I, you know, I, I don't buy a lot of this. You know, if you test everybody in the country for something and you find it, that, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, not necessarily an indication of a problem. And what we're seeing is a lot of, a lot of people are treating cases and I've, I've said this before, and I'll, I'm going to have to probably keep saying it for months to come. It's one thing. Testing people is great and getting a lot of data is wonderful if you're going to be mature and reasonable about how you use that. But we get this daily, oh, 500 cases, 600 cases, 300 cases. The cases are going up and up. But every time we get another wave, the actual resulting deaths are lower. So the cases are not resulting in deaths to the same degree they were and if we were you know mature about it we could acknowledge that but at this point it just becomes scare tactics and it's hard to know whether it's entirely political or if the governor really just thinks her legacy is based on having a by far minimal number of people die from the disease and then you know kind of ignoring people dying from overdoses and suicides you know, it's something that, um, Justin, and again, folks, our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz, Managing Air Ocean State Current.com. This is, and, and I did ask the governor about this <clears throat> in fairness, but it, it's kind of minority rules. It's, for instance, I, I have a different view now. Do you think back when all the attention that was on the kids, the selfish kids from Florida that went to spring break and blah, 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 now we realize that they were, they were no danger. I see no reason why. Uh, bars and nightclubs for young people can't be open. I see no reason why high school kids can't be socializing. It comes down. And the reason they're saying is, well, if one of those college students sees their grandparents or maybe even some of their parents, they could get it. But to me, the onus should be then if you're an older person, you have to be cautious around some of these younger people. I, I see no reason to shut everything down for even the governor has established basically right now the people that are in the hospital in Rhode Island, they're in their 60s, 70s or 80s and or people that are obese or have underlying health conditions. It's a very small part, Justin Katz, a small pie of the population. I don't understand why everyone, say, from age you know, 55 or 50 and younger are being punished for these older these older people i really don't understand it i don't think it makes sense there's no reason why now the colleges now i understand you could say a professor but so if you have 100 people it starts to become to me like there's three or four of them that need to be careful or cautious or take extra precautions but what then why are we locking down that that you know that 96 percent I, I share your confusion. I, it, it seems like it comes back to almost a failure to understand how freedom and self-responsibility works. I mean, we're in some ways we're seeing that's been deteriorating for decades. And so maybe we're finally seeing the results of that where, you know, as you say, if you're if you're older or have some some other problem you you need to be aware of that and be more cautious if that means you can't go to the party then okay but that doesn't mean you shut down the party because then somebody might get it and come see you and you'll die so you have to be more cautious and also remember people ought to have the right 
to decide I'm going sure. to take this risk, right? I'm, yeah. I'm 70. My, my wife of, of 30, 40 years is in the hospital dying. I'm going to take the risk that I go see her in her deathbed and that I will get the disease and die myself. That should be our right. <laughs> but we're not getting that. We, grandparents should be able to say, you know what? I'm in my Hades. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go see my grandkids. I don't, you know, whatever. If they have it, they have it. Um, so I, we've completely lost our, our sense of freedom. And I, I think that you're right, entirely right. It's, it's almost like a minority. The people who are scared are, are influencing the government to keep everybody else restricted. And I, the data doesn't seem to back any of it up. I mean, we haven't we haven't success even shutting down. We haven't successfully protected vulnerable populations in nursing homes and hospitals and that sort of thing. So why should we think that? You know, it, it's almost as if the choice is complete lockdown, or accept that some people are going to get it. Try to mitigate that as much as possible. Come up with treatments as quickly as can, and try to get people to be responsible and for themselves. I, I really, yeah, I don't understand how people aren't, aren't just laughing the governor off the stage i mean she when she says things like we're just having too many parties i mean it makes me think of i remember in the 80s bill maher back when he used to actually do comedy uh made fun of the beastie boys song you got to fight for your right to party saying oh you know we used to have war now they have to fight for the right to party we're actually at that point and it's just it it's weird to me that that americans mm -hmm. aren't laughing the government off the off the stage with these proclamations about you know regulating sleepover parties well, you think about it <clears throat> again, if we follow these types of if we, they approach society the way they're approaching this, you would not have a car that goes over 40 miles an hour because it, it, faster than that, you could die in a car accident. You certainly wouldn't have motorcycles. There'd be no cigarettes for sale. There'd be no alcohol. There would not be a lot of the fast food because that's that's bad. But like you, you, you can't regulate everything. And, and I, I, again, come back to right now. College bars can't be open. They're saying because, well, the college student could then see their parents or their grandparents and pass it along. Those are decisions that needs to be made by those families. And the same thing with, all right, you have a high school student. You have to be cautious. They're around people. But I, I, I don't I don't understand that. I disagree with that. Um, and I, I did question Governor Ramondo about it. Folks, coming up, um, more on the virus and then more on um, – Obviously, elections. Our segment is is politics this week. It's Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes, then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096.
Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could de- be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police a lot of police report if the tow truck shows up tell them let's get this vehicle over to west fountain 401-272-3340 our segment is politics this week with me is justin katz managing editor at oceanstatecurrent.com justin as uh this thursday governor Munder is going to have another briefing on the virus and i i find myself maybe i'm like everyone else and i'm starting to get a little edgy or worn out by the whole thing but i find that (laughs) that i'm having less patience for i i find not everyone has followed the news the way you and i follow news so i get email from people and i think that's a question from me that's a question from like there are some people they're clearly not in the moment we we know why uh we can't do certain things and and it's all to me and i was trying to frame that with governor Mundo last last week on friday it's about the hospitals This is about hospitals getting, um, you know, uh, over uh, packed and overwhelmed. And then suddenly it's like what we saw in Italy in in Elmhurst, Queens, uh, New York in in March and April, which was, you know, people out in the hallway. That's that's what it's all about. You're exactly right. The media, I think, has done a poor job with 500 positive and blah, blah, blah and everything. But. You know, even that that big party that they're talking about in Bristol, no one ended up in the hospital. There's no one right now in the hospital affected by COVID. I I don't think there's anyone under the age of 60 in the hospital right now. So all the things about high schools and the schools and everything else. But I think we're also finding and you started to mention it, you know, the the governor, as much as the governor would like some governor would like some people to implement common sense with some of this stuff. We're hearing of when they say the windows of the bus have to be open, even though then it's freezing and pouring rain, the person driving says, no, that's where the windows have to be open. It kind of reminds me of when the microwave oven first came out. I don't know if you remember this, but a woman put her had her cat out in the rain and put the cat in the microwave and the cat exploded. And that's why now when you buy a microwave, it says you cannot put 
pets <laughs> inside. I think the governor is finding, I, and I'm trying to be kind here, but with some people, if you say the window has to be lowered eight inches and then it's, you know, 25 degrees and raining, they don't think maybe we could put it up a little bit. They leave it exactly as it is. And I found the governor was also being exasperated a little bit, like use some common sense here, people. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that's what it comes down to. I mean, on, on a topic of freedom, too, you, you can't use government to legislate common sense. If, no. if we do, if we try to do that, we are going to be to the point where, where the governor actually is on this, which is the idea of police coming to your house, counting the number of people, measuring how open your windows are. Yeah. You, you just can't do that. And I mean, I mean this virus is new. It has everybody shocked and scared, mainly because of some outrageously ridiculous, faulty projections from the beginning um, but that's it's almost given the scolds the opportunity they've been looking for for 50 years to to start really cracking down and I guess we can only hope that once COVID is either is is manageable or exterminated we won't transfer that to other things like basic flu and viruses um, but the the idea of the the governor getting involved in all that or the government generally it it, it is disturbing and there are people who think you yeah let's let's regulate let's not have any have any you know, vehicles that go over a certain speed. I mean there there are people who want that and they're they're dominant right now because of this virus. And I, we do have to remember with the hospitals early on. I, I it was it was just a very strange moment. I, I it was where I really started to doubt to, to question the activity of our our local news media on this topic was the governor came out with this projection showing all these hospitalizations in a very near future uh, and anybody with a little bit of a sense of numbers and a spreadsheet could come up with a another version of reality where they where we were just about peaking in hospitalizations at that point and that proved to be the case within a week i had on oceanstatecurrent.com i put up a chart saying that i'm just i'm complete amateur here but this is my projection and it was much, much closer than what the governor suggested. And then to backfill, it seems, the government started in adding in anybody who tested positive. And so in the, in the spring, people, I, we may be forgetting this, but in the spring, we started out, it was if you're in the hospital for COVID, you counted. Then when it started, the numbers started to go down, they changed the rules so that it was if you're in the hospital and you test positive. So you're there for a broken leg, but you tested positive, you're now on the board as a COVID hospitalization. So I, I, at this point, who knows really who is being counted and why and how sick they actually are and whether they're even there for COVID and what that even means. It, that could be a reason why we're seeing so many fewer deaths proportional to cases is because we're counting cases because we're testing everybody. They end up in the hospital, not be there. They get tested when they go in a hospital for whatever, for, you know, eye surgery and they end up having a virus. So now they're on the board as a hospitalization, but they're not going to die because they're just getting a, a, a less significant surgery. I think that's probably a lot of the story. And I, if they're, the news meter were doing its job, I think we'd have a much clearer understanding of that. And we'd be able to act maturely and, and respond maturely to increased cases. Folks, our segment is Politics This Week. With me is uh, Justin Katz, managing at OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, let's talk about, you know, this isn't predictions. I want to kind of get your feel on certain things, starting with how do you think President Trump is going to do in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. You know, in Rhode Island and across the country even. No, let, let's focus on just Rhode Island. 
you know, I, I, it's such a weird year. And it, to, in my view, the, the governing elites, including in news media, academics and others, are, have just been so, so insanely never Trump um, to the point of denying reality. But if you look at the fundamentals, here's a, a, a president who a lot of people voted for very reluctantly, and I'll put myself in that category, you know, voted for him mainly in order to make a statement to Hillary Clinton when she became president. Yep. Um, and so there were a lot of us then. And then I will tell you now, for, this is me personally, no, no affiliation, any organization. If the power goes out at my polling places, I will drag my home generator to the place mm. to start the power so I can vote. Um, I, so I think sure. you're, there's a lot of that going on. And the, the enthusiasm, I mean, we've seen, I would never have predicted the, the Trump flotilla, the Trump car parades, the attendance at rallies. I would not have predicted that even in a normal situation, uh, let alone a situation where you've got a four-year coup attempt with nonsense about Russian agents and such uh, involved in the Trump campaign. So if you look at that stuff, you really have to think he'll he'll at least do better than he did last time around. Um, yeah. If you look at polls and what, what the news media wants to tell us and what people who formerly respected experts who, who appear on uh, TV shows and that sort of thing, if you listen to them, no, not so much. But it, it's really going to it's really going to be an interesting outcome either way. I um, my thought is, first of all, he did much better than John McCain did, than Romney did. Uh, he did even in, in ways better than George W. Bush did. I think, though, um, uh, until... And, and the, the analogy I use for different people that talk about flipping the state, I talk about... It's like if you have a boat and there's a hole in the boat, and that, that hole is Providence. You can fix the sail. You can paint the boat. You can do all, you put a new engine on it. If you don't fix the hole... You're, you're you're not gonna the boat will will sink and and i think he's gonna do i agree with you i think he's gonna do better than he did four years ago it's definitely west bay red east bay still blue i'm interested to see if the if uh, president trump wins cranston which he did not if he wins warwick which he did not i think if he wins warwick and cranston that's very significant last time also he did not win north kingstown i don't know if he has a shot of that a couple different communities the vote total was very very close but to me what needs to be addressed and i'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record going forward but the republican party it is up to them they have to do something about the voting list in providence because uh in in 2016 i believe hillary clinton between providence and pawtucket she got 60,000 votes 45 in providence 15 in pawtucket and, and then compared to the, 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 the race was over right there. There's no way Trump then got killed in Providence and Pawtucket. To me, until they make inroads to either try to flip some of those voters and or I would challenge the voting list. I don't think it, it's an accurate voting list. I think there's a lot of questionable people that are registered to vote. Uh, they have the list. Alorza is counting on that list to become governor. Until the and, and I think the Republican Party needs to bring in outside resources to investigate the Providence vote, identify the Providence vote. If you take Providence, Justin, out of the mix, Rhode Island's New Hampshire. We kind of mirror them in a lot of ways. But New Hampshire doesn't have the demographics and makeup of a Providence and Pawtucket. So I think a number of people are going to be surprised 
But until that is addressed, we, I think that, that a lot of people are just, I think they're going to be very shocked. And hopefully, I will be impressed if he wins in Cranston War because he did not um, four years ago. Folks, we're going to talk more about the elections. Again, quick break. Our segment, Politics This Week, right here with Justin Katz on the John DePietro Show. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVast is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, Proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401 401- Four three one twenty three hundred.
Our segment is politics this week. Folks, with me, it's Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCart.com. Justin, question one. Now, I'll go first. I think they've done a lousy job trying to get the word. I think a lot of people are in for surprise. There's been – I've heard about thousands of dollars being spent, and we heard that Bill Lynch was involved. But I, I think it was an invisible campaign. Uh, unless there's some shenanigans, I think question one, changing the state name, removing Providence Plantation – Again, unless there's some shenanigans, I think it goes down to defeat because a, a lot of people that are going to go in and vote, uh, I think they're they're going to be surprised that that question is even on the ballot because I think the advocates that want to change the state name, to me, they, they basically did a non-existent campaign. Well, I, th- I th- think so. I mean, as, as we remind ourselves frequently, uh, you not everybody in the state pays as much attention as we do. And that's putting it nicely. Definitely not. So uh, I think you're right. A lot of people are going to go in there. They're going to see that and say, what, didn't we just vote on this like last time? Uh, and the, they'll, they'll probably just vote against it. I think there's also a, a number of people who vote against it just because, because of the way it's happening. I mean, if it were brought forward as a, Hey, let's just make life easier and get this off there. It, it would have a better shot, but it's that bullying, you know, you're all racist. We have to do this. Um, so I think that that's I would put my marker on that side of the board too. It's it I, the margin won't be quite as big as it was last time. I think it went down what almost eighty twenty uh, when it was on a ballot last time. I think it'll be closer than that. Um, but I, I I I'll bet I'll put my chips on the on the, the ballot question going down in a state keeping Providence plantations in there. And yeah. it'll be interesting to see is all of the the governor, the treasurer, the secretary of state, even a general oh, yeah. assembly who already issued their own proclamations to effectively do change the name of the state within their own power. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond, whether they say, well, those people have spoken, let me go back and I'll, I'll take the duct tape off my podium at the, in the governor's office. Um, or if they'll just soldier on, that'll be interesting to see if it goes down. By the way, I didn't mean to shut down national talk of conversation because it is significant. If, if uh, vice president Biden is elected, I believe Governor Mundo will get a spot in his administration. Uh, talk about a time to leave the stage instead of having to deal with the mess of a budget. And then that'll really shuffle the deck as far as uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee would become the governor. And then uh, that really sets up a pivotal two years and then the uh, race for governor for 2022. Let's talk about Cranston. Cranston's very significant tomorrow. Your thoughts, Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, Speaker Mattiello, and then also that Cranston mayoral race. Well, I think the the Fenton Fung versus Mattiello race is, to me is difficult to call because you're, there's a lot going on there. There's the progressive versus conservative. There's the insider. You know, every part every part of it has two two sides that start to balance out. So the the yes, the speaker is an insider, and there's a lot of corruption that sort of hovers around insiders generally and him specifically but on the other hand that allows him to bring back the the legislative grant bacon for for interest groups in cranston or or get cranston more money in a some kind of whenever there's a changing of a school funding formula or something like that Uh, so that is a powerful thing to go up against and i think he has he has done well pointing out you know she won't be speaker she'll just be another legislator in a minority caucus which is a pretty strong case on the other hand you know he's the the idea that you would tolerate i i I know the idea i want to hear who you think are going to win those two races (laughs) i know the whole backdrop of that i'll go first listen she's going to win 
she's going to win because they're not in session. And the, the Brit trial really hurt. The Brit trial really hurt him as far as the spying and the fact he kept it on. She wins that race. And I think Hopkins also wins that race. You don't have to weigh in a prediction, but I, I know the whole dynamic of what's involved. But listen, at this point, this business of I bring back the bacon, people are looking at they're going to be unemployed. The pandemic's a mess. He was very damaged um, with some of the aftermath of the, the Brit trial. What about with him out? Now, that sets up a, uh, a race for speaker at the state house. Do you think the uh, a number of the Republicans that are running, do you think they're going to be successful against some of these progressive challengers? I do. I think there are. I mean, some of them are, are known quantities. So Dorian Costa, uh, Patricia Morgan, um, G. Russo. So you there? I think I think, think got, those two, well, do you think those two win? Yeah, I'll, I'll give them the, the win on that. OK. All right. I say Costas, I believe, is going to lose only because of, uh, Matt Mannix makes it a three way race. Um, and that's too bad. That was winnable. I think Scott Zambrano wins. What about Justin? Do you have and again, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Any feel on the Winsocket race for mayor uh, where it's Lisa Baldelli Hunt and then John Breen? It, it's a tight race, but she um, he, he, I think he's run a good campaign, but it's very tight. It's it's tough, I think, to call any feel on that at all, other than there's definitely a progressive movement in Winsocket that could help her with a number of those people also voting for her for mayor, I think. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the big, I think in all of the races we might try to call, that's one of the big variables is how well the progressives are managed to do because of their, their organization, yeah. a lot of it with outside money. And a lot of it's going to depend which which Democrats are able to get their names on those sample ballots or, or whatever it might be that go out. So I, that one, I don't know. I mean, I've, I haven't paid a whole lot of specific attention to Woonsocket, but the, the sense is that she, she hasn't done terribly as mayor, but there's a, I don't know. Often I, I, I wonder about reading from a distance that you don't get a necessarily a good feel about her, her behavior as the mayor. Uh, but I know it's John Brian, you know, family connections are pretty strong in that part of the state, it seems. So, uh, you know, they're, they're both from political families. So I think that I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but I, I think it will be very, it could be decisive whether, she, whether the progressives go for her or not. I think also um, over, overall, I, I'm, going to be i'm uh uncomfortable with all of these mail ballots early voting and then the amount of progressives that that are on the ballot obviously i'm going to be watching the anthony Russo, justin caldwell rematch um he's very popular he's run a great campaign i i'm i was uncomfortable with the idea of all this early voting and mail ballots because of Nelly Govia, to me, just doesn't do anything to try to clean up the voter rolls. Who's eligible to vote? Um, I, I was uncomfortable with it to begin with, let alone now. It's been such an emphasis on it. So I, I think um, th- this th- th- we could see a lot of progressives, Justin Katz, getting elected. And that is going to you know, really drive the narrative at the statehouse, depending on the election for tomorrow with president. Uh, could could also decide, you know, the future of who runs for some of the local offices. For instance, I know if if, if Biden wins, uh, I think someone like former Mayor Joe Palino may make a run for governor unless then he, you know, likes or cuts a deal with uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. I do think Governor Mundo will be out of here. But I think um, 
the the Republicans. I, th- I think they've run a good slate of candidates. Uh, not great, but solid, solid B, B plus. But uh, whether or not some of these progressives get elected tomorrow and, uh, and also Warwick has a mayoral race that has a surprising challenger. It's odd that the Republicans haven't really mounted a strong candidate there. It's really Solomon against an independent. Um, I, I think the party could I, I think they've had a tough time trying to identify how to kind of position themselves because of Trump. Do you go along with them? Do you try to distance yourself? Um, and then we'll see, obviously, uh, Bob Lancer and Alan Waters have had an uphill battle against um, against both uh, Senator Reid and Jim Landrin. And I do want to make mention that the problem, as much as Jeff Lemire, who's an independent, who's tried to align, align himself with the, many of the Trump supporters, the problem with the Cicilline race is that's a three-way race. And uh, the guy that's the other independent, he ran as a Republican. Is he going to get enough votes to defeat Cicilline no but that's another race it's very tough when you have the democrat progressive is sitting there alone and then you have the I think the two independent candidates that tend to split the vote in some way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, given the nature of my work, periodically people will call me up just to get my sense of, uh, for example, I'm not going to vote for Cicilline. Which of these other two do I pick? And if, yeah. if that gives you a sense of how many, how difficult it is if you're running a challenge in a three-way race, because not only do you have to convince people you can or you should take out the the incumbent or the, the Democrat, um, but you have to explain to them why you're one of those two. And I, the vote splitting is just devastating. And I think, I think going back to just Republicans in general, I think that's a, that's a big problem around here. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just, you know, it's been whittled down to basically independent minded people, which is great, but they don't tend to stick together too well. And there's not this, I mean, it sounds like an implicit corruption, but it's sort of the way this any system is going to work. You don't have this pipeline of jobs or political favors that we complain about, but that do have some function right. of pulling people together. There's a reason not yes. to buck the Democrat Party in Rhode Island, because then you're done in your you, whatever scheme you thought you're going to have in your career. Uh, you don't have that. There's no way to get people in line in the GOP in Rhode Island. Um, and you, you do need some of that. And I, I think a lot of it not so much before the election, but definitely after the election. It's it's very difficult to know what's going to happen because at least from what I'm hearing, there there you're either going to have a lot of people who are very excited at say a Trump win, or it's the final thing that just completely dispirits them and says what's the point. Um, especially in some of the other races, if the speaker is successful, if progressives make inroads, I, that may that may further. Uh, Make, make it even harder for Republicans and conservatives to, to gain any traction in the state. On the other hand, there we could get a wave of, of just, that's it, I'm done, I'm getting involved now. That could be part of it. Um, but then that, then that gets that's the challenge of the herding cats again, because they're, they're all new people, think they're going to come in and change the whole way it works, and, and there's no way to get them all together. So it's, it's going to be a challenging atmosphere, but a lot of it is, uh, I, I think, we've seen with the GOP shrinking and shrinking like this is a lot of it's just people give up, they move away and, you know, they get dispirited after election defeats. Uh, so that's one thing to watch for after the election. I'm surprised that, um, for instance, in Warwick, you know, it's incumbent Democrat Joe Solomon against independent Frank Pacosi. Again, I don't understand why there isn't a Republican in that race. And then I also want to go back to, I know some people don't understand or they say like, Oh, that's backdoor background uh backroom politics but 
That Costa race, that's an open Senate seat. You have the progressive Elena DeMauro. Normally, that would be a very winnable seat. But I don't know how Matt Mannix is now running as an independent. To me, that needed to be a conversation. And he, he I mean, the guy, his brother, Patrick Mannix, who I know is a friend of mine, he, he works for the Trump administration, the Department of Labor. He, he worked on the Trump campaign. Matt Mannix is a Republican. I, he needed to face off against Doreen Costa in a in a primary. I don't know why he's running as an independent. They need to like get to these people and be like, you cannot do this because there's a very good chance now that this progressive is going to get in because you have someone, Matt Mannix, who should be running as a Republican, but he's running as an independent against Republican Doreen Costa, and then they split the vote. Folks, we're going to find out. Again, he's the managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job. We will talk to you again. Stay safe. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today, 439 439- 6028 439 6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com.